0: We've talked about recently the importance of resistance training yep. in any fitness program. <clears throat> you know, it's not just about uh, doing cardio. Cardio is great; it has benefits. You know, we've talked about the benefits for it, not only for your heart but also for your mind. I mean, for your brain and central, and yeah. other parts of your body. But um, the resistance training is really necessary. Strain You know, basically, um, getting work to those muscles. Um, it, it can help, you know, obviously increase bone density, but increase muscle strength will uh, increase other aspects of your, your fitness and your body. Um, so, but they, after two months of not, of inactivity, you really lose the kind of the gains to, uh, gains with a Z, actually. Did you know that? What? When you talk about muscle gains.
1: Gains with a Z? Gains with a Z z e or z
0: no Z
1: z e i don't know i don't know what gains with a z is what are you talking about
0: i'm trying to be cheeky anywho oh my so
1: you're listening to the addicted to fitness podcast brought to you by elemental training tampa now here's your hosts nick and shannon birch
0: Thanks for stopping by and checking out another edition of the Addicted to Fitness podcast. We are excited to have you here listening in to us this week. We are approaching 360 total episodes, and we're glad you guys decided to join us uh, before we reach that milestone. Um, For you new listeners, um, welcome uh, to the old listeners. Welcome back. Mm -hmm. We have an exciting episode where we're going to talk about what happens... When you what what it really means to lose your fitness, what happens in your body? How long does it take? What part of your body goes first, essentially, or what kind of like uh um you know health portion of your health it quickly or uh, dwindles the, the quickest, and which one can you regain the quickest? Um, so we're gonna go more into that. You know how you what it means to lose your fitness and how to get it back. So before we jump into that. Um, if you haven't done so already, rating reviews for the podcast are really extremely helpful. You may not think about it, guys, but just hitting, clicking five stars next to our podcast um, really does a lot to help us uh, be discovered by more people when they search for health and fitness podcasts. Um, and always a review is great too, because it kind of Gives, you can share what you really love about the podcast, isn't that
1: right? Mm-hmm. And
0: also, you guys can give us a follow on Instagram, and the handle is the ATF Podcast. Mm-hmm. Correct. Yep. So we're we're trying to do better about sharing some info on that for you guys. Um, when we talk about the this main topic of this week's episode, there's actually a video we'll refer to that's on our Instagram that you want to check out. <clears throat> so. You can follow us on there, and of course, you can, uh, you can show your appreciation for us by visiting our sponsors, TheAminoCo.com, or actually, TheAminoCo at TheAminoCo.com slash ATF. Read about their products and why we like them so much. So, on to the first portion of the, our podcast, the first portion we do every week of the podcast, which is training recap.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: How was your training recap this week? Or what was your training you
1: um, this week? Well, this week was a little bit abnormal. What? A little, Maybe. A little bit of a blur, to be Excuse honest. Me. Sitting on this side of the week. My head's literally spinning. Mm-hmm. Um, I know I got on the Peloton at least twice. I know I did at least one hit workout. And I believe I did at least one yoga workout. So. Pretty productive. It was, it was, it was a okay week.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I also did some walking. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Um, so that also I feel like was pretty helpful. Like walked like an hour, hour and a half. So in a couple days, yeah, which was good. uh,
0: Are you uh, getting closer to possibly reviewing the...
1: Oh, I think I said last week. I'm going to give it like a month.
0: Okay, that's true. You did say that. You
1: know, it's if you weren't tuned in for last week's episode and you're a little confused Mm to what I'm talking about, um, I'm talking about a walking treadmill Mm -hmm. under my desk, my standing desk. Um, My standing desk that, for the most part, is a regular desk. Majority of the time and is now finally getting fully utilized in its standing position more frequently. Mm-hmm. Um, because I have now a walking pad or a walking treadmill, yeah, underneath the desk.
0: I would is... say that's a treadmill.
1: I mean, oh, it's the, it is like the legit. length is pretty, but it's that that's like you know,
0: yeah, that's right. We don't want to give too much, we're not going to get into right. too
1: much of that right now, but. There will be more to come on that. Um, I will say that I used it this week.
0: Mm-hmm. There you go. So, excellent. Glad to hear it. So, my training was abbreviated this week. I was on a good roll. Uh, got lifting in Monday and Wednesday. Uh, also uh, got jujitsu in. Um, then uh, Wednesday, actually Tuesday, I, I got actually I got lifting in Monday and Tuesday. Um, and then woke up Wednesday, um, was, did some stretching body weight stuff. Um, and then I started feeling pretty achy uh, as the day went on. I was like, oh, man, my workout Tuesday must have been, you know, pretty intense. <laughs> well, the aches started getting more intense as the day went on. I went home, thought I could just sleep it off. And then I woke up Thursday morning and it turned out that I could not sleep it off. I had some sort of illness, either the flu or strep. And or possibly both, and it really put me down for the count. For two straight days, I was really incapacitated. First day, I couldn't get out of bed and I could barely stand up. Um, <clears throat> the second day was a little bit better, but not too much better. And then, you know, Saturday, I started feeling better. And Sunday, um, the day we're recording now, I feel I'm, I'm feeling pretty much back to 100%. So, but it was, uh, it hit me hard. So, like I said, our daughter. Was uh, dealing with some sort of illness that got basically diagnosed with a ear infection this week, too. So, um, yeah,
1: she had, I think, a version of what you got early in the week, which then ended up giving her an ear infection as right. well.
0: So, uh, she, uh, I'm sure I got it probably from her. But,. Now, I did get medication. Thank you to uh, virtual doctors. That was very – that's another thing that I uh, kind of will touch on later in the podcast in regards to uh, health care and our health insurance. Uh, but that really did me give me – got me some meds, which I think definitely sped the process along, um, my recovery process, I should say. So I'm back, feeling 100% and ready to really log some good uh, training this coming week. All right. So, but let's talk about the main topic of this week's episode is what if you haven't been doing your training? What if you've fallen off the wagon?
1: Well, that's why this this topic really came up was because this happens to all of us, you know, yeah. like whether it's sickness, mm-hmm. life situations, Injury. like, yeah. I mean, heck, after I had Ella, I felt oh, like my true. body was just like broken and it was that was probably the longest recovery i've ever had that
0: was it so i mean do you know do you estimate can you have a give an estimation of what your break was because i remember you were i mean doing some form of exercise i know you kind of went more into like i think probably yoga and prenatal yoga mainly because you were doing your yoga teacher training at the time towards the end of the pregnancy but how it was what you were into the six months Maybe even longer than you were still doing Peloton?
1: Yeah, I think I did the Peloton up until uh, my lady area got really uncomfortable in my yeah. hips. Maybe third Got real a uncomfortable. Yeah, so it was probably like six, seven months. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, and then, yeah, a lot more of my physical exertion after that was walking and, um, yoga yeah but not that even it i mean that whole experience you know that's a different kind of workout like walking upstairs is a workout when you're heavily pregnant um but afterwards Mm -hmm. like you're just you're broken yeah your body is traumatized and I'm fortunate enough never to have had like a traumatic like a really traumatic injury in memory. I did have like some when I was a kid, but uh-huh. um when you're a kid, you're so resilient, <laughs> thankfully. But yeah, it it was it was weeks weeks, yeah. Before I could do like even before the doctor cleared me, I think I was ready for it before then like we went for a walk you know stuff like that but i mean it was like getting to know after you've not had that relationship with your body where you're challenging it where you have that where you're pushing it and where it's responding and like telling you oh that's new i'm sore you know like there's that conversation that you have being active with your body where you get to know your body, and the best thing that I can say, in my opinion, that ex- explains what happens when you don't work out for a while, is that you feel really disconnected mm-hmm. from your body. Like I, that's why I say, like when I was pregnant, it was a totally different thing because I was very in tune with my body. Right, I just couldn't do the kind of activity that I was used to. But then afterwards, it was just like a stranger's body because so much of it had like muscles in my body had not gotten work where others had for so long. And it was, it was a whole new conversation. Right. So that's like when you get injured, you know, my, my stepfather just had a knee replacement. And I mean, to see him go through that recovery process. Yeah. Um, one of my clients just like shattered his foot mm-hmm. and he is now he has to be sitting for three months. And he's an active guy. And I was like, Oh my gosh. Yeah, I mean that's so what stuff I... like that. I mean that happens
0: right and i mean that's why there's things like rehab for people who <clears> have <throat> severe injuries or surgeries like that that's why it's amazing why there's real no i mean, not that maybe there are specific programs for women after pregnancy like rehab programs for pregnancy for like you know women who just had a pregnancy right so Post- i think that's kind of
1: postpartum everything's to right. <clears throat>
0: postpartum Right. So, but what you're talking about, and we found this article in New York Times talking about what happens when you lose your fitness is that your body is when you're very active, whether it's strength training or resistance training or cardiovascular training or both, your body gets used to all those hormones and endorphins and all that extra oxygenated blood it's getting to its body to, you know, the the better circulation that you get. Your body gets used to those the, those, those good feelings, you know, literally, I mean, exercise makes you feel better in more ways than one. Not only does it make you, you know, gain muscle strength, more control, kind of, pro- Proprioception, but also you know helps with hormone regulation and um, kind of even your mental health can can help keep you kind of your mood stabilized. So when you take breaks from that, you essentially get rid of all that. The stuff goes back down the baseline. Now your body will kind of try to reach a homeostasis um, so that it can kind of balance out both mood and your physical well-being, but you will miss out on a lot of those those benefits that exercise provides. Mm-hmm. So the idea the thought is and the, what we found in this article is what what is like the time frame we're talking about. So they actually break it down in this article into two different they look at kind of two different aspects of fitness, both cardiovascular and uh strength muscle resistance training fitness. So mm-hmm. they say according to uh doctors that uh just a few days of inactivity can change the uh, volume of blood plasm circulating through your body. Um, after 12 days, studies show that the total amount of blood that the heart pumps every minute decreases, along with the amount of oxygenated blood available to muscles and other cells, measured as VO2 max. So after less than two weeks, your VO2 max, which is kind of like the, I would say, the, the real measurement for your cardiovascular capacity, that, that goes down after less than two weeks, 12 days. Um, so, <clears throat> but. If you return to the gym, you may not only you might only know, notice a slight distant uh, distance difference after those twelve days. You know your heart rate might be more of elevated, maybe huffing and puffing a little bit more. But you usually can get back that fitness rather quickly. Um, scientists found that around the three week mark, that people experience the biggest changes in their ability to get through a workout. Uh, that's because the basically the energy, the kind of the powerhouse producers of the the cell the mitochondria Mm -hmm. they uh their their ability to produce energy drops off so that kind of that also not only affects cardiovascular fitness but also your strength training so if you take a three-week hiatus that's where you'll see the most uh, noticeable difference in your fitness if you try to get back to the gym because your your mitochondria aren't able to produce energy as efficiently wow hmm So strength declines less rapidly than cardiovascular fitness, according to this article. After eight weeks of inactivity, uh, your size and your strength of your muscles will train, uh, or will change, excuse me. Uh, for weightlifting and strength workouts, the maximum amount you are able to lift decreases, and all this is the number of reps you can do. Uh, you are also more likely to experience muscle soreness a day or two after working out. So if you take Two months off of strength training, and you try to jump back in the gym and think about it. you can go back to where you were. Think again. So that's why you got yeah. really. I think that's why at least having we. I mean, we we've talked about it probably pretty recently. I feel like we talk about it regularly, but we've talked about recently the importance of resistance training. Yep. In any fitness program, know, <laughs> it's not just about uh, doing cardio. Cardio is great. It has benefits. You know, we've talked about the benefits for it, not only for your heart, but also for your mind. I mean, for your brain, essential and, and other yeah. parts of your body. But, um, the resistance training is really necessary. Strain, you know, basically, um, getting work to those muscles. Um, it, it can help, you know, obviously increase bone density, but increase muscle strength will uh, increase other aspects of your, your fitness and your body. Um, so, but. They, after two months of not, of inactivity, you really lose the kind of the gains to, uh, gains with a Z, actually. Did you know that? What? When you talk about muscle gains.
1: Gains with a Z? Gains with a Z. Is it Z-E or Z? No, Z Z-E. I don't know. I make... don't know what gains with a Z is. <laughs> what are you talking about?
0: I'm trying to be cheeky. Anywho. Oh my gosh. So, <clears throat> So uh the extent obviously um these are kind of generalities they've done different studies um but they're all like control studies where they totally tell people stop you know working out and things like that but um obviously it depends on what your fitness level is going in or if you're a regular exercise, you know, you know, someone who does regular exercise or exercise almost every day, um, basically, you, your your ability to get back might be quicker than those who only did it once or twice a week. And you know, obviously, age plays effects, genetic plays effects, your lifestyle plays effects. So, um, but they say they did um, in regards to age, they found that uh, adults who are older adults lose their fitness nearly twice the rate as twenty to thirty year olds do, which is kind of makes sense.
1: Yeah. You
0: know, you're older, you lose your fitness a lot quicker than younger folks. Yeah. I think we probably knew that already. Um and while people who work out consistently for months or years may experience fitness loss at the same rate as recreational exercisers, athletes who start all out at a higher fitness level have more to lose in absolute terms. So even, you know, the more you, so, have, the
1: more you have to lose.
0: Exactly. So someone who's in like competitive athlete mode, maybe you're doing triathlons or somebody like even myself who's doing jujitsu tournaments, um, not yet, but one day, hopefully, or somebody in the similar to me, uh, you know, obviously you take off, the breaks you take off. It takes longer to get back to that competitive um, level. Than it does to somebody who is just you know doing two to three workouts a week, you know. So, mm-hmm. so now since we've talked about what, how quickly you can lose your fitness,
1: which if you really think yeah. about this, you go on vacation. If you, I know we're really big advocates for staying active while you're on vacation, mm-hmm. but the time frames that they're talking yeah. about in here, I mean, like
0: let's review you the time frames.
1: Losing fitness, essentially.
0: After a few days.
1: I mean, that's vacation. That's a long weekend. Mm
0: -hmm. And then they said less than two weeks is when you see a significant amount of basically your VO2 max go down. And then then they talked about three weeks is when you start seeing a a huge difference, especially both in strength and cardiovascular fitness because your mitochondria stops producing as much energy. And then they talk about eight weeks for strength training specifically. If you take breaks for eight weeks, maybe because of an injury, you basically have lost all those gains with the Z that you made.
1: Well, that is two
0: twelve, two twelve. Right? I'm trying to think about two, twelve, and four. Anyway, sorry. Yeah. Anyways.
1: Yes. But yeah, essentially. <clears throat> <coughs> Essentially, even your vacation, whether it's a long weekend or a week vacation somewhere, two weeks, if you are not keeping up with your training, you're going to experience losses, meaning it's no vacation for your body to have that loss during that time period. It's definitely going to be more beneficial to stay Mm -hmm. active.
0: Yeah. You know what also is good for your fitness? What? Something from today's sponsor.
1: Oh, tell me more.
0: Listeners of the Addicted to Fitness podcast know that exercise is a regular part of our lives. With that said, recovery is also a regular part of our everyday life. We've tried numerous recovery products, we've interviewed the inventors of numerous recovery products, and nothing has really uh, provided the results that we really were looking for. That's until the amino company reached out to us and told us to try their HEAL supplement. The HEAL supplement is 100% 100% signs back to provide clinically proven benefits. It's three times more efficient at triggering muscle growth and repair than any other protein source. It can help maintain healthy inflammation levels, preserve muscle mass during periods of complete inactivity, and improves physical strength and function. Uh, it is also keto-friendly, soy-free, vegetarian, and gluten-free, and non-GMO guys, I I've been using this for about a month now, and I promise you that my exercise intensity has been able to increase over that month, whether it be in jujitsu, strength training, on the Peloton. And I really am a big believer that the reason, one of the reason why, is because of the heel product. You guys can take advantage and try it for yourself at a discount, being a listener of the Addicted to Fitness podcast, by going to amino.co.com and you using the code ATF at checkout. Better yet, visit aminocode.com slash ATF to read more about what I think of these products and some of the science behind why heel Supplement really works. So now we talked about how quickly you can lose your fitness, but how about keeping your fitness and or regaining your fitness? So as you mentioned, you know, say you go on vacation. It's pretty... I think critical that you schedule some sort of active activity during your vacation, right? So whether it be hiking, whether it be swimming, snorkeling, something that helps you stay active. Yes, laying on the beach and getting drinks is awesome. I do promote it and recommend it for those who can.
1: It's great rest <clears throat> and recovery. Right. But
0: You know, maybe getting up and hitting the, the hotel gym or taking that hike, it definitely can benefit you because once you get back to town, you get back to your normal routine, your, your introduction or your, your first workout back won't be that difficult. But say you don't say you either you go on vacation or worse yet, say you have something that keeps you from exercising, maybe it's doctor mandated you know say you have an injury, you gotta rest right, so you stay away from um obviously depending on what your injury is, you can always modify it. You know, obviously doctor will usually help you out by still he knows the importance of, or they know the importance of staying active. So they can help you with that. But maybe you just, something else happens where you fall off the wagon and you don't train for, you know, eight weeks. Say that, say that's the extreme situation. You know, you lost your gains with a Z, you lost your cardiovascular fitness, um, so how do we get back? Well, I think baby steps is the key to getting back, right? Yes, so, I mean, small sure. workouts. And ple- people think, and I always run into it being a personal trainer, that people think, oh, I got to go to the gym and I got to work out. Uh, these three body parts, I got to be there for an hour to 90 minutes in order to get a good workout. Well, that's not true, folks. We actually did a workout. I think we did a podcast last year or maybe the year before about mini workouts. Yep. Um, that basically, you guys, you can get really good health, kind of like I- improvements to your health, by doing ten minute workouts, twelve minute workouts. You know, um, you can do them multiple times a day. Um, mm-hmm. Even and then you can even ramp that up if those ten minutes are in interval training, like high intensity uh, workouts. You know, obviously yep. you got to gear it towards your fitness level, but if uh, intensity or hit uh, training can definitely um, improve your fitness uh, with using less time. I know you're a fan. You've already talked about HIT training you did a HIIT workout. <laughs> you are always you've been a long time proponent of HIIT workouts.
1: I have. I feel like I feel like I kind of like was a early adopter? Yeah, honestly I yep. feel like I was. I like before it <clears throat> was mainstream, like H I I T. I was doing these as the core of my workouts.
0: Yeah, peanut
1: right? Uh
0: or what Tony what was the guy? Yeah, what Shawn. was it?
1: Sean T. Insanity. Um, insanity. It insanity. Yeah. yeah. If you ever did like the body something. Yeah, Beach Body? Beach body. I don't know anything. Um <laughs> But yeah, I did the insanity workouts. It was like my entry point, and those were not those were not short workouts. Those were like 30 to 45 minute hit yeah. workouts. They were re- that's why they were so freaking intense because they were long sustaining periods of hit, which I ended up like getting kind of overwhelmed with. Yeah. And then I got into doing these really amazing like 10 to 25 minute hit workouts where I could take it at my own pace. I had the exercises and you know what it was? It was Zuska Light. Yep, I remember. She was the one that got me into it. Had a show online called Body Rock and gosh, I freaking loved her she she always made it look so easy, but she was also made it like attainable. Mm-hmm. I really appreciate it, so yeah those yeah. are
0: so i like i said you don't huge. i mean obviously more time i would say if you can uh, typically you can push yourself but maybe you start off with 10 minutes you get up to 20 <laughs> minutes something like that so i think that's yeah, you people think it up. yeah you don't, you don't have to you don't have to dedicate an hour uh, in one straight hour to to your fitness like i think the recommendation per week is 150 minutes of moderate exercise to 75 or 75 minutes of vigorous exercise you break that over 7 days I mean, it's it, it's nothing. 10, 15 yeah, exactly. There. So it's 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 definitely doable, definitely attainable. So um, I think just realize you ease yourself back into it. Don't go to from zero to sixty as fast as possible because that's when re injury. If you're coming back from an injury or an injury can happen. So I yeah. definitely don't recommend you doing that. Um, so I, but I also um, I would say kind of the easiest way to get into it is make sure you're you know you're doing something you enjoy doing. Um if you're already enjoying exercise, obviously you're gonna get back into that. Um that's that's a great way to do it. So um but if maybe the last exercise you were doing caused an injury or caused you to maybe had to force you to take time off, maybe try something else. Maybe do some cross training, do something that's less impact based, something that can help your body recover too. So and factoring in recovery is a huge part of that. You know, this work, this kind of article talked about how, you know, not to, uh, to don't we're not talking about taking recovery days. We're talking about taking prolonged periods off recovery days are important. You want to keep those yes. in, you know, but <clears throat> you're going to have to give yourself some grace when you first get back into it. Because we you, you already learned in the beginning part of this, um, you know, when we talked about this main article or this main topic about that your your body is not gonna is gonna need time to catch back up to where your previous level was,
1: mm-hmm. and you're gonna
0: have to give yourself that give yourself a little slack to get up to that point.
1: Yeah. So they I say. And just think about it in terms of like a lot of us have times in our life where peak performance like mm-hmm. it's a hard thing in my mind to look at where I used to be and where I am now, and that was a hard sort of pill to swallow over the years. But when you finally find that sort of pacing again and you start taking little steps, like you said, baby steps. Mm-hmm. It also becomes more about adding in movement sort of wherever you can in your day. It's, you know, putting music on at the end of the day while you're making dinner and maybe dancing a little bit around your kitchen. I do that, folks. Yes, Mm -hmm. if I left my blinds open, you would see it. But, and just, you know, maybe it's taking five, ten minutes during your lunch after you've been at your desk for a long time. You can do some core work. You can do some stretches. Like, even that. All of that, the more you add it up. Like, maybe at one point in your life you were doing an hour and a half in the gym, 5 6 times a week. That's mm-hmm. awesome. But after you've come back from a prolonged period where you've not had that same level of physical activity and strength and fitness, it really does come down to the little like micro moments. Those mm-hmm. those few minutes that sort of compile over the course of the day.
0: I agree. Yeah, that's that's something I always <laughs> look into. And that's why I usually wake up and at make sure i start with movement every day cuz yeah maybe i have a hour long jiu class planned later in the day or i'm going to be able to get to the gym to lift for an hour or th- you know 30 to 40 minutes with sauna um but um at least i know if I get that movement in and something happens during the day, I guess I, I will have got at least some movement in. So um, so some, a couple more stats in this article. They talk about, you know, how how long does it take to get back to your previous level? They said a couple of research shows that even though extended breaks significantly reduce fitness, most exercisers' levels remain above those who have been sedentary their whole lives. Obviously, the reason for that is that your muscles have basically their muscle memory. So your, ba- your, ba- your body does, after a certain amount of time or doing regular exercise, your body kind of remembers uh, what it feels like to, uh, to exercise on a regular uh, basis. So it can kind of get you back into that. It's actually like on a molecular level, it remembers uh, kind of what exercise, regular exercise feels like. So that actually helps you get back into the swing of things. Um, so, uh, they said basically you can regain approximately one half of your fitness in 10 to 14 days with moderately hard workouts, uh, according to one study. So, think about that. You know, if, you're, if your ability to do moderately hard workouts, you know, obviously not to the level you were before your break, it took, can take you maybe almost uh, maybe two weeks to get back to your previous level. Yep. Now, you know, obviously your age and lifestyle affects that number, but… Remember, it's not it's not going to take a long time. Um, so it's the uh,
1: longer you take off, the longer yep.
0: it takes. Mm-hmm. to get back. Yep, exactly, exactly right, and it always to you're depending on what level you were. If you like we said if you're a competitive athlete, you take a long break off, you know, competitive athletes typically have all seasons anyways. Um so they factor in the fact that they're going to need to, you know, the first phase of their training after their off season is going to be to get back to their previous level. So, yep. It's it, it's a it, it's something that we all deal with and you just I think the kind of the main thing is that, you know, if you're Regular, if you do regular exercise, your body will kind of help, will remember once you get back into the training. So don't be worried about that. You do have muscle memory to a certain extent, molecular muscle memory as they called in the article. Um, you can get back to your regular a level of fitness by make sure you're doing moderately hard workouts or workouts that are um, that you can accomplish at your current level just try not to go beyond that point because that could be risk of injury and also just uh, I would say uh, make sure that you are also taking your recovery days as necessary don't think you got to go seven days a week yeah all right so you guys got the prescription if you are taking a, if you had to take a break from uh exercise you know how to get back to it so now we're going to go into what's got us pumped oh so i think what's got i'm going to go first oh cuz okay you're you.
1: you're so
0: excited i'm very excited like this is actually it's kind of like a reason why obviously we just talked about you know what's happening what you got to do What happens to your body if you take time off for more exercise and, you know, how to get back to it? Well, now I think this kind of falls under the same umbrella because I think people want to know, well, I mean, obviously the benefits of exercise, right? Mm -hmm. Benefits of regular exercise, regular movement. Well, I'm telling you one of the benefits. Well, at least one of my benefits I just discovered through the new health insurance plan that Shannon got through her work. Thank you. Yep. to her work.: Enjoy
1: uh, it while uh, that you can. United I'm-
0: Healthcare is offering uh, basically rewards for hitting health goals. So basically, they have a health rewards plan, and you can basically earn up to, for our plan, up to 300 dollars in actual money. That you get on a digital gift card that you can spend anywhere by doing things like taking or connecting basically an activity tractor, uh, taking a health questionnaire, uh, doing a biometric screening, whether it be like cholesterol, A1C, uh, blood pressure, uh, There's was uh, BMI. Um, you can basically track, you take a certain number of steps today, uh, steps a day, you get a certain amount of money. I mean, mm-hmm. I cl- signed up on Wednesday of this week <laughs> and my rewards and that's so Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So five days, my rewards are already up to $41. So wow.
1: pretty, pretty proud of myself. I think it's hilarious that I've had this insurance for what, going on almost three years. And I have only taken (laughs) advantage of a couple of these. Wow. You didn't know about the. Well, every year they add more anyway. Like you said, this might
0: have been a new thing.
1: Yeah. I think they've continued to add things. Well, and now because the health tracking in your phone, Mm -hmm. you know, your watch and everything is so much better, I feel like. In the last couple of years, they've really been able to take advantage of this. Mm-hmm. So also a tip for, you know, those of you who are like, I don't want anybody knowing my health information. Well, your health your health insurance company knows. Yeah. And if anybody's going to get it, you might as well just give it to them. Dave, hey,
0: you got to pay them every month anyways. Maybe they give us um, oh a little money back for being healthy. Like just so. give
1: us, throw us a bone. Yeah. I'm not mad. This is the bone. Yeah, I
0: mean, that's probably a fraction of what we pay every month, but still.
1: But, you know, it's also things like, you know, you track your fitness, you get the rewards. right? They also encourage you to do things. Like, they're giving away, like, a year of Apple Fitness. Mm -hmm. They gave away, like, three months of Peloton, which you better believe I took them up on that one. Um, So, yeah, there's... If you have health insurance, which I'm pretty sure everybody in the country is supposed to have health insurance. it's supposed to, yes. Um, check your plan. Every insurance company and every plan is different. But they are becoming a lot more integrated with smart technology. Mm-hmm. And there are a lot of benefits hidden away in all the fine type and the little freaking messages they send you. It's a lot, but do it for yourself.
0: Yes, I agree. Well, that's what I'm pumped for.
1: That's awesome. Don't forget,
0: that's what I'm pumped for.
1: That is super awesome. So what are you pumped for? Well, I am pumped, surprise, surprise. Don't say it. For a book. Mm. (laughs) What? What? Nothing. Such like, I don't know. Really like hater mode on my book. I'm not a hater.
0: Just yeah, it seems like you talk about this book all the time.
1: This book I literally just got this week. <laughs> just when you a. were pretty much unconscious for two days. All right, I'm cut. I'm choking. Go, please. Giving me a hard time. So, if you've been listening to this podcast before, you know that A, I am actually a Uh, trained Ayurvedic health coach, Um, certified, I guess you would say, Um, and Ayurveda is probably not the most mainstream of all of the, you know, what I feel like Western medicine lumps into the alternative medicine bucket, but it actually was sort of the basis or is from the same uh, philosophies and ancient wisdom that other traditional medicines, alternative medicines like Chinese medicine is from. Now, again, if you listen to this podcast, you might know that I was raised with Chinese medicine as my predominant health care. Um, So I actually know a decent, not like a ton, I'm sure, you know, for an American, I feel like I know a decent amount Mm -hmm. of Chinese medicine, and I've continued to learn more over my life. But, you know, after studying Ayurveda, I went down that hole, and then I really started seeing the similarities between Ayurveda and... Chinese medicine, traditional Chinese medicine. And I've talked about how this one herbal formula has essentially with acupuncture helped save me from debilitating menstrual pain and issues. And one of the people associated with that brand who has like talked about that brand, endorses that brand, she might have even been involved in like helping that. Is this Chinese herbalist, Zoe? I can't pronounce her last name. Hmm. I'm just gonna say that. Um, it looks like it might be I'm not gonna I'm not gonna butcher it. Yeah, don't butcher it. I will post a picture of this and tag her in for our um Instagram. For our Instagram. The ATF Podcast, in case you're wondering. And she just came out with this book. That is The Five Elements Cookbook, A Guide to Traditional Chinese Medicine with Recipes for Everyday Healing. She's like this young, gorgeous thing that posts these amazing like recipes and tips and information on Instagram. And she's now made a book Mm -hmm. and I'm so excited. I had this thing on pre-order for like the last month, month and a half. And it came out this week and I, I love it. I granted it's, it's also probably going to be a little challenge to get some of these ingredients, but she like breaks down She talks about traditional Chinese medicine. She talks about the very, the basic components. Um, She talks about the four directions. She talks about the five flavors. Again, very similar to Ayurveda, if you remember anything I shared about that. Um, The four thermal natures, the five elements. She provides a nice sort of overview of all of that. Then she actually gets into some of these um, ingredients that are traditional Chinese medicine, TCM, uh, medicinal herbs, like they're medicinal plants. And it's fascinating. It's really interesting. I'm a nerd, That's that much is true. But, like, she shares little stories about, like, ancient China and, like, where some of these items came from. And the emperors who, like, valued black peppercorn more than gold at one point. I mean, it's really interesting. I know it's not everybody's cup of tea. Even, and there's a lot of tea recipes in here, by the way. Hilarious. Um, but this is not one that Nick is probably going to be perusing very much. But it is just so great. I'm a big believer that food is is medicine. This book, that is like the entire purpose. And I'm excited because I can hopefully incorporate some of these Maybe not the full recipes, but some of these items into our food. And my goal really is to have like just the spice and herb little mini library in our pantry one day so that it's just filled with all of these amazing medicinal type Mm -hmm. items So that is got me really pumped. Also, Ella perused it when I first got it, and she was like, this looks good, this looks good, this looks good. (laughs) We'll see when I try to make some of it, but I just thought it was adorable because the pictures are are, – some of them are a little – they're all beautiful. The the photos are beautiful, but some of them are – she just didn't know what they were. Yeah. She's like, What is this? Could you tell me what this is? It's very cute. Well
0: that is a cool thing to be pumped for. Yeah. I'm always okay with a cookbook. You know, like I said, I don't know how many of the recipes I'll be down for, but
1: Food education. I am
0: I'm always down to try. So, hopefully, you guys are down to try maybe a few of the past episodes of the Addicted Fitness Podcast because we have a ton of them, guys. Go to Addicted to see all of them if you don't want to do, if you want to go way back in the catalog. Um, also, please, as Shannon said, give us a follow on Instagram, the ATF Podcast. Visit the aminoco.com slash ATF website to read about the products that we really enjoy from them. And Use the code ATF at checkout to get 30% off. And join us next week. We have a interview episode.
1: Ooh,
0: I'm excited about that one. Love it. Got anything else for him tonight? No. Nope. This has been another edition of the Addicted to Fitness Podcast, and we'll check in next time. Bye. For all things Addicted to Fitness, you can check out our website, addictedtofitnesspodcast.com. You can also give us a follow on Twitter, at Podcast and like and follow the Addicted to Fitness podcast Facebook page. Last but not least, please give us a rating and review in the iTunes store. Thanks.